Let's switch gears to to a bit of to even more fun with a quick fire round to get to know you uh, even better, Nico. So, what's your fast favorite? Uh, will be the question. So, tell us what's your favorite food. Um, Paida. Nice. Uh, favorite place. Paris. Paris. No, no, mountains. Grenoble. Okay. Okay. And go to karaoke song. Kiss from Prince. Kiss from Prince, nice. I also heard that your favorite rock uh, song was Broken Communication from Led Zeppelin. Oh, who told you that? <laughs> What can I say, Nico? I do my research before <laughs> I interview okay, people. That on the guitar. Welcome to the EU Startups Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the show hosted by Marcin Lewandowski. Hey everyone, this is Marcin Lewandowski and you're listening to the EU Startups Podcast. My guest today is Nicolas Benari. Nico is the co-founder and CEO of Swan, a company that enables embedding of banking features into products. Swan was founded in 2019 with the startup studio eFounders and now serves 100 companies across Europe and raised 38 million euro Series B round past fall. Prior to founding Swan, Nicolas co-founded two successful payment startups, both of which were acquired in 2021. Nicolas is an avid cyclist and one of the things that keeps him up at night is how to build a more ecologically responsible company. Everyone, Please give it up for Nicolas Benadi. Nico, so awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you, Martin. Hello. So, Nico, um, let's kick things off. You've embarked on a several entrepreneurial expeditions, um, it, and Swan is the biggest chapter. Can you share the origin story of Swan and you know what led you to its creation? Yeah, of course. And uh, Swan, I, I love the word expedition for launching a startup, by the way. Um, <laughs> Swan is probably the re result of the other uh, fintech I built before. Uh, so it, mm -hmm. it was fintechs also, the other companies that I founded in 2007 and 20, 2014. Uh, for these fintechs, we needed banking as a service platform. So we needed what Swan does today. And what we had at the time on the market, uh, we didn't really like it. We, we thought that we could do something better. So really that was the initial idea of Swan. Let's build a proper uh, embedded banking platform that works. Uh, it was super hard to work with them because if you were a developer, you had to talk to a sales guy. You 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 know this kind of website where uh, you want to, to see the documentation and uh, you see um, Please click here, we will uh, call you back. What is your business model? All of this and our idea is, well, we can do something uh, simpler. Uh, we can uh, we can uh, build something that uh, if you're a developer and if you wake up in the morning with, in, sorry, in the middle of the night with a, with a good FinTech idea, yeah. uh, you could go on a, on a website and, uh, and start to build on a, on a sandbox you want to build uh, a card for instance with your logo with your card uh, sorry with your logo um, and then you can uh, you can start to build on, on our sandbox and wake up in the morning with a nice self-issued card and buy a croissant with it this was mm. really the, the, the idea good. that drove, drove us at the beginning that's fine 
Awesome. Um, so I know that you also co-founded um, Limontic and Antelope. Did, did I pronounce this right? Is it Limontic? Limonetic. Limonetic. And Antelope. Yep. Yes. Okay. Paving the way, you know, kind of for Swan. What key lessons from your earlier ventures have you applied to Swan's journey? And how has the payments landscape evolved over time? Yeah, of course. Well, I think every entrepreneur learns different things from uh, uh, their first venture. What I learned was probably to be more ambitious and to mm. be not French. My first ventures were a little bit uh, French-centric, but believe me, it was probably the French ecosystem at the time, mm. in the years 2000 and beginning of uh, 2010. And so when we started Swan, the idea was to build something uh, not global, uh, because we're a regulated uh, financial institution, but European. Huh. So we had this European ambition day one at Swan. And this is really something I learned with the first company that tried to be more ambitious uh, day one when you start the venture. Amazing. And I like it. I can tell that the French ecosystem changed a lot recently. Uh, huh. uh, it's not only me, it's probably the whole French ecosystem who is... Uh, more ambitious and more international today. Mm. That's probably something that, you know, Europe gets, uh, kind of finally gets from, from the US. Maybe they are over ambitious there, but like I went, anytime I talk to, you know, founder from Europe versus founder from the US, the founders from the US say like, oh, we're going to build this company and it's going to be that. And like, we're going to solve this kind of problem. It's going to be a massive success. And um, European founders like are more a bit more grounded and realistic. That's my impression. Pro maybe uh, <laughs> I can say that maybe in fintechs that's not exactly what I feel. I felt uh -huh. like uh, English uh, startups, English fintechs, were probably the best in the world in the year in the years uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, actually, I was more inspired by English fintech than American ones. In terms of ambition, uh, so awesome. London was really the place to be ten years ago. Now I think that uh, well, uh, we can do nice things in a, in the continent as well. Awesome, great to hear that. Uh, Swan is all about embedding banking features into products. Can you dive into the concept and you know share how Swan's unique approach is reshaping the traditional boundaries of banking, and what possibilities um, it unlocks for businesses? Yeah, so it will be a little bit long. Sorry for that, because uh, <laughs> okay, not always easy to to understand what we do. So maybe just to, to recap what we do uh, first. Thanks for the heads up, Nico. Uh, so yes, we are a regulated. Uh, Imonet institution uh, uh -huh. in France. Uh, we can serve the whole Europe. And so our activity is a little bit like companies like Revolut or Conto. So the only difference is if you want to open a Swan account, you won't download an app to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you will use uh, one of the, the app of our partners because we are white level. Uh, we are behind the scene. And so any company can uh, create for their own clients accounts with IBANs, with uh, cards, so MasterCard with their own logo. So any company with a couple of uh, developers can become a fintech with us and can embed banking features into an existing uh, software. 
And so this is really what is embedded banking. So maybe to give you a, an example uh, to understand what we do, uh, think of Uber. Uh, when you get out of an Uber cab, you don't think about payments, right? Uh, it happens, it just happens. And, uh, and the user experience is way better than before when you had the, when the, the taxi had to make a detour so you could with, withdraw cash. Mm -hmm. But put yourself in the shoes of the driver. The drivers that don't even have to go to a bank, to a branch, to order a car machine or a POS terminal. It's totally embedded inside the Uber app. And so this is a truly embedded banking function. And we are the company, we are the type of company that makes this kind of magic happen. And we do that for all sorts of use cases. So uh, for, for instance, for, for, we don't do it for Uber, we are not the provider. But uh, let me share you another story, uh, Luca, uh, which is one of our uh, top clients. Uh, in my previous companies, uh, until we were there were 20 of us in the company, I was the one managing uh, finance and HR, mm -hmm. which means that I was the one uh, paying the salaries. Uh, I was the one when account executives came back from a trip, they wanted uh, to be refunded for, for, for their expenses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had meal vouchers and everything. And so... At the end of the day, it was not easy to manage all of this, but I had great software for that, Luca. Uh, the only problem is I had to switch all the time between Luca and my bank to do the payments. So salaries, refund of expenses, meal voucher, cards, payments. And so when we started Swan, which we, which the first clients uh, I tried to convince was Luca saying, hey, you could do all of this within Luca. So you could uh, just check the payrolls and click on a button and boom, it's paid. Uh, and uh, same for meal vouchers. And if somebody wants uh, to be paid in advance in the middle of the month, uh, then it's okay. I don't have to validate it if it's under 1,000 euro, let's say. Mm -hmm. So now it's all embedded within Luca. And, uh, and so it's great in terms of user experience for the finance managers because it saves them a lot of time. And it's also great in terms of what well, money because we distribute banking services through Luca, and we share this revenue with uh, this software. So Uber, Luca, all of this software can now distribute banking services, embed it, them into an existing product and make money out of it with a great user experience. Awesome. Nico, so you're like a, like a maestro orchestrating Swan's strategic development. Um, what keynotes do you consider while expanding across Europe? Like, how do you navigate the diverse financial landscapes and, you know, regulations in different countries? Okay. So first, we have something great in Europe. When you have a license for, uh, for any financial institution, you can sell the whole Europe, which is not true in, a, in the US, for instance. Mm -hmm. You have license by, uh, by state. Uh, so we have this luck, but it's not because we can sell the whole Europe that it's, uh, that it's easy to do. You can't do it day one. For instance, when we go to uh, Netherlands, uh, the payment landscape, the banking landscape is a little bit different. Uh, Dutch people are used to uh, different services. Of course, we have uh, SEPA. We have um, Visa and MasterCard that exists in, uh, in uh, the whole Europe. But it's like, you know, uh, cuisine. Every European country has its little specificity. 
so when you go to Netherlands, for instance, Dutch clients, they expect uh, Maestro uh, on their card, not only uh, MasterCard. Uh, they want Dutch IBAN, not French IBAN. And so we have some, uh, some developments to do for each country, really uh, to be super local, what we call hyper-localized. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to do that, it takes us something like one year uh, to launch country, uh, really to, uh, to do the best product for uh, local people. Awesome. Uh, Nico, so let's talk about culture for a second. Uh, you know, startups tend to be famous for, you know, like kind of work hard, play hard, grow fast kind of culture. But we've seen a lot of bright flames burn out fast. Um, I've heard that Swan is trying to take a different approach. Can you spill the beans on that a bit? Yeah, uh, it's not like we don't <laughs> like to work hard, of course, but... <laughs> We try to have maybe a, a different culture at Swan. Um, you know, especially at Series B, this is really a stage that it's hard to, to bridge because if you don't have the right culture, then you can have people uh, leaving the boat. And, um, and so we are proud to have uh, very few people as of today, knock on wood, who have left uh, Swan until now. So our, our culture, you know, I can tell you about our values, our values are... Uh, First, the first thing is a uh, be long term. This is really something important as well. Excellence is also a value. Simplicity, we want to be super simple. And the last one is be human. And I'm sure that you know this kind of personality test that uh, some people do, you know, with color like blue, uh, red, green. And yeah. uh, DISC, for instance, is one of these personality tests. Actually, startup can do also. Uh, enterprise can do this kind of personality test as well. And we discovered that most startups are red, uh, like mm. what you said before. And it's one we try to be blue. Uh, so again, centered on uh, excellence. We really want to build a jewel, a diamond, if you want. And uh, uh, yeah, we want to be here for the long run. Awesome. Uh, Nikos, one made waves with a 30 million round uh, past fall. Imagine that you're a speaker at the startup school, sharing tips on fundraising with aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, what insights can you share about navigating um, the journey, the fundraising journey? And what does this funding mean for Swan's future? Well, so of course it's easy to say when you have raised some money, but the first thing I would say, right. don't Fundraising shouldn't be uh, the number one thing uh, you have in mind. Uh, for me, it's the number fourth thing, I would say. Yeah. The first thing is really to build a great product. This is really the first thing. The second thing is to find clients and then to build a, a nice team. Uh, third thing. And of course, you need money uh, on top of that to, uh, to, to, to initiate your company. And some, uh, some, uh, some great companies don't need a fundraising because they bootstrap. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Yes, if you do well the first three things, then the fourth thing will come naturally. Um, so don't try to impress investors or things like that. If you have a good company, then it will come naturally. This is the only thing I could say. Uh, people are still probably uh, in 2021, some of them, believing that we will come back to normal. 21 was not normal at all. Uh, mm-hmm. 
would say now is normal time. It's hard to, 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 to get some, uh, some money. It was before, it is today. And uh, yeah, uh, just try to build a great company. Uh, don't be focused on fundraising. Love that. Um, Nico, your passion for cycling aligns with your commitment to building a more ecologically responsible company. Um, how does Swan wave sustainability into its DNA? And what are some challenges you face in making this vision a reality? Uh, this is a tough question. Uh, this is a tough question and we are far, far, far from being perfect. That's one. Uh, but this is something very important for me. So, for instance, I try to avoid personally uh, flight as much as possible. I barely fly. Um, and I try to do the same for Swan. So we try uh, to, uh, to, 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 to say to our uh, account executive team, to our sales team, please don't, don't, take, don't take flights unless it's really uh, necessary. And uh, some of them don't like it, uh, I can tell you. So, and sometimes it's a burden for Swan because it would be easier to just take a flight and, uh, and meet a client or go to an event or whatever. Uh, and so sometimes we do. We are not perfect again. Uh, but this is something very important for me because, again, we try to build things for the long run and I'm almost sure that this kind of thing will do a difference in the future for, for the company. And, uh, but I can tell you that it's, a, it's, a, it's not easy to build a European company. Uh, it would be easier to, to be focused, for instance, on the French market. Uh, but if you want to build a European company, travel is really the hardest thing that you... Mm. to tackle if you want to have a good carbon footprint. Nico, speaking about traveling, um, I heard that you were once engaged in a snowboarding trip around the world. Um, you know, if you could take, like maybe you can tell us what's the story behind it first, but also follow up question to that. Um, if you could take one person, like be it from the business world or entertainment or like whoever inspires you or you look up to, with you on this kind of trip, um, who would it be and why? Yeah, okay. So uh, I, probably you, you looked on my LinkedIn profile and yeah, I did a trip around the world 20 years ago. Uh, and it's probably like startup. I love adventures. But regarding that trip, I think this is, you know, really the kind of a dream that the, the previous generation had. Uh, it mm -hmm. would be the dream of uh, people who were born in the 50s to travel around the world with a, with, a, with a plane, I wouldn't do it today, to be honest. But still, I loved it. And if I had to pick uh, someone to come, uh, to come with me, well, I'm not sure you know him, but uh, I would pick Goscinny. So who's Goscinny? Goscinny is the author of uh, Asterix. Uh, I think everybody knows uh, Asterix. But I yes. can tell you why I love this guy. Uh, mm -hmm. so first, because he's a great author. Uh, he did uh, not only Asterix, but many, many, many other cartoons. So he's a great artist. This is the first thing. But he's not awesome. only... I love Asterix. I, even, I, I used to watch him when I was a child. Okay, yeah. And well, he's a funny guy as well. Um, no, but he's also an entrepreneur. Uh -huh. uh, he was the one uh, created a, a, a journal uh, in the 60s, in the 1960s, called uh, Pilot, Pilot, if you want. And this guy was incredible because he stayed 10 years 
the boss of this uh, of this journal. And during these ten years, every people who went to that journal uh, drew uh, masterpieces, uh, probably because he was here. So he was a so the journal was a great success. Uh, himself was a great artist. Uh, every people who was around him uh, did great thing, probably because he brought something like an energy, and yeah, and ultimately it was funny as well. Awesome! I love your choice. Um, that's very cool. So let's maybe switch gears since we are already in the kind of a fun topic. Uh, let's switch gears to to a bit of to even more fun with a quick fire round to get to know you uh, even better, Nico. So. What's your fast favorite uh, will be the question. So tell us what's your favorite tech ga gadget. I'm sorry about this one. I don't have any favorite tech mm. gadget. I'm not really into a, I'm not a big fan of a tech gadget. <laughs> okay, cool. It has to be a fast one. Let's go. Uh, now, favorite food. Ah, um, paella. <laughs> nice. Uh, favorite place. Paris. Paris. No, no, mountains, Grenoble. Oh, okay, okay. And go to karaoke song. Uh, Kiss from Prince. Kiss from Prince, nice. I also heard that your favorite rock uh, song was Broken Communication from Led Zeppelin. Oh, who told you that? Can I say, Nico? I do my research before. <laughs> I can play that on the guitar, but I, that's not my favorite. Nice, <laughs> nice, that's nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I read it somewhere. I think maybe from your, uh, at your, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you later. <laughs> so let's, let's keep going. Uh, TV series, favorite TV series. Well, I watched recently uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, nice. I loved it because it's a, it's a, it's a feel-good series. And I, but not only it's quite uh, moving. Uh, that's funny because I was uh, sharing this to to the team. Especially there is a scene that I loved, where there is a where, where a guy does coming out uh, during a halftime of a football game, and uh, and this scene is really moving. So yeah, I love this series. I like the series as well. Um, last one. What's the most unusual item on your office desk right now? Oh, I can tell you this one. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little bit nervous, and so well, I have one in my hand. So I'm a little bit nervous sometimes. So my uh, mm -hmm. my colleagues they, they they buy me some fidgeting tools. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a way to call it. So I can uh, you know my hands are can I can play with, with it. So this is probably the most. Busy, you can play with it. Yeah. Okay, that's so cool, um, Nico. So. Thanks a lot for answering um, the questions so far. Uh, I've been enjoying this interview uh, a lot. You know, in dreaming big for Swan, what's your vision for the company? Uh, if Swan could achieve like one thing that kind of transcends business success, what would it be and, and how would it leave a positive mark on the world? Look, I would love Swan uh, to, to become a generational uh, company and that inspires other company in Europe to do hard things. When I say hard things, you know, I believe that in Europe we can build a great technological company like in the US or in China. So I'm not super interested by companies who make t-shirts or who make this kind of thing. So 
Right. Yeah. Just if I can inspire other uh, people to to make difficult things, I would be happy. Mm -hmm. Awesome, Nico. Thanks so much. Let's uh, finish it off with you telling us. I don't know what you got going on currently. Do you have any new projects or initiatives that you're uh, excited about, either within Swan or outside of it? Yeah, so maybe I can tell you about Swan because we will uh, launch Italy uh, quite soon and we're super excited mm -hmm. to go there. Uh, so it's a little bit long by train, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, the, our next uh, milestone uh, uh, in, our, in our journey. Amazing. Nico, thanks so much. Uh, it's been lovely to have you on the show. Um, awesome meeting you. I wish you all the best and hope to talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Marcin. See you. Bye-bye.